This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook if you go to Audible.com and sign up to become a member. And then once you do that, you can download an audiobook for free, even if you cancel your subscription. There's thousands and thousands of books at Audible.com. Good morning, good evening, good midday, good mid-afternoon, hi, hi, welcome to another episode of Comfy Place, happy 2022. I know the year has flown past, hasn't it? It's been a few uh, episodes since the last one, but welcome to the new season. That's right, new season, 2022. I hope you're relaxing. I hope you're kicking back in your, you know, your comfy place. And you're just enjoying the moment wherever you are. Big hello to people that are listening in coffee shops. Big hello to people that are listening in cars. Big hello to people that are listening in hot air balloons right now. You know, statistically, that's pretty unlikely. But can you just imagine the person right now listening to this in a hot air balloon going, no way. So yeah. Hi, and welcome to another episode. So excited. A year has gone past and this episode, I just want to take the time to reflect on 2021 because I believe it's been a fantastic year. Now bear with me for a second because there's been some things that are going on. However, over the next 20 minutes, I want to go through a list of wins, items that are just fantastic, that really have peppered my year to the point where I believe that with the collection of these, it's been a fantastic year. And hopefully by doing this, I can maybe help you reflect You know, just kick back and relax and reflect and go, yeah, actually, there was a lot of stuff that didn't go very well, but there was a whole bunch of things that did. So here we go. Let's jump into it. I have a list of really, really cool things that I want to, you know, take you through. First win, success. I have been, and you're not going to believe this, I have been a chauffeur for a cool little Spider. Now I know spiders can be anxiety injuring and, and I'm I'm the same. But you know the ones that are outside and they're just chilling, doing their own thing. They set up a web, they catch mosquitoes and flies and stuff like that. And those ones, you know, maybe they write their name in a way of communicating and things like that. None of mine have done that yet, but I live in hope. Anyway, it was discovered that on the right side of my car uh, down below where the lights are. There's a web. Yeah, spider set up home. Oh, yeah. And so I thought, that's pretty cool. I'm going to take you on an adventure. Now, let's be honest. 
if I was to, you know, leave the driveway for a spider, that would be an adventure. Well, that spider's been a fair few places. It's It's been around. It's traveled, you know, get this, at around 100 kilometers an hour. You've just got to think that's awesome for a spider. It really is. All the sights that they'd see. I can't even imagine all like this, the bugs that are just like going thud, thud, thud against its web thinking, wow, it's like raining food. This is fantastic. So anyway, it's a simple one. But when I saw it, it filled me with joy and I wanted to pass that one on. It's still there. Oh yeah, still there. And I uh, plan to, you know, take it on adventures and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like laying out an itinerary and walking it through. Okay, we're going to drive here, here, and here. Uh, Being honest, I just kind of go where I'm going to go. But the spider comes along for the ride. And that's a really cool thing. Okay, simple one out the door. I'm going to be honest. Um... That one was going to happen whether it liked it or not, but I'm going to take the win. The next one was an active decision, and I really think that this is, you know, a personal growth part of of my year. Excuse the pun, because I bought a lot of indoor plants. I, I bought a lot of plants, and I subsequently put them indoors. Some went outdoors. Some I moved outdoors to give them some sunshine. Uh, during the period of, of, of you know, uh, lockdown, uh, I kind of developed a bit of a, you know, a passion for the things like that. And so I bought a whole bunch of plants and, yeah, it was really cool. I found a little trick. Oh, here's a tip. Okay, indoor plants, if they've got that indoor label, they tend to have, you know, they feel expensive and stuff like that. I went to a cafe and it was one of those cool cafes in Melbourne. You know the one. There's only like 100,000 of them. But there was a cool cafe where inside the cafe they had all these cool indoor plants. Except they weren't indoor plants. I think probably some of them were. But they were just like lemon trees and lime trees and things like that. They just happened to be inside. After ordering, you know, the coffee and stuff like that, I decided to ask them about this. And I possibly wasn't the first person, you know, to ask them. And sure enough, they said, yeah, it's fine. You might not get fruit on them, but it's a great way to get a really cool indoor plant. And if you go to your local nursery in Australia, we have Bunnings. It's outstanding. They actually give you sausages and bread. Actually, you get them buy them. It goes to a charity. Uh, This is not brought to you by Bunnings. That would be cool. Side note, reach out to Bunnings. Anyway, they, uh, yeah, you can get sausages and you can just walk through. They have a whole plant section. Anyway, so the lemon trees and lime trees and things like that, they are just like 20 bucks and they look fantastic. So that's what I did. I bought a whole bunch of indoor plants and I'm incredibly happy to say that not a single one has died. Oh, okay. Only one has died. Um, no, there were the chili trees. 
They're not dead, but they didn't do well in the winter. Okay, let's call it three out of that. The rest are are flourishing. They're doing incredibly well. They're growing. They're filling my little sort of spacey area with much needed oxygen and ambience. It's really cool. Really just brings the room together. If I can quote the dude for a second. And it fills me with this wonderful inner peace. It really does. I honestly thought that this was just a thing to do when, well, I really couldn't do anything. So I decided to do that. And I'm you know, genuine, genuinely, genuinely surprised at how much happiness just getting a few indoor plants can bring. So that is an outstanding, outstanding win. Another one, not quite on the area, but I managed to find some tape. Hmm. Okay, that might not sound like a fantastic thing, but if anyone if you know, that knows me knows that I have a gift of finding things that I'm not looking for and not finding things that I am looking for. I don't know what it's called, but that's me. However, yesterday, and this is pretty cool. Okay, bear with me for a second. I needed to get some tape. I actually have the tape right here. Let me just um, demonstrate through the magical powers of the microphone. Here is the tape. Tape, legit. Wow, that could be a great sound effect. Tape number one. Anyway, that's the tape. The important thing is, and I'm just going to take you through this. It was a you know, typical morning. The sun was rising. I just had my amazing coffee and I needed some tape. Why did I need tape? Well, I needed to stick something to something else. I won't go into, into the details. It might have been a microphone to a microphone stand that I'm using right now because I lost something else and I tried to find it and I couldn't. So I went to plan B, which was the tape, and I found the tape. Now, for record, future Andrew, it's in drawer number two. Mm-hmm. That's right. Drawer number two. White tape is in drawer number two. And I was able to find it and enjoy it and use it. And it's still working right now. I know. It's fantastic. The, I'm only <laughs> scratching the surface of the amazing wins that I had this year. The list goes on and on. For instance, I managed to have a cup of coffee almost every single day. And on the days I didn't have a coffee, I had a cup of tea. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I almost forgot. Whilst I'm on the subject of finding things, I managed to find a cool thing that I've never, ever actually been able to use whenever I need to. It's this thing here. It's, um, how do I call it? You know, like how there's Swiss Army knives that uh, have everything inside of it. There's another kind, which is, it's like a handyman's tool. Um, I actually don't know what it's called. It's the one which has got some pliers like that. And it's got all kinds of uh, implements, stuff inside of it. Anyway, whilst searching for the tape, I managed to find this, even though I wasn't looking for it. Isn't that cool? 
whenever I need this, I haven't been able to find it and yet I now have it back in my possession. So I'm going to make sure, just like I did the five to six times before, that I'm going to put it somewhere and remember it next time that I need it. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. That is the absolute plan. I also managed to have chocolate about 25,000 times this year. Yeah, it's give or take. During the period where we were, you know, enjoying the, the joy that is our own home, a few things manifested. One was the joy of ice creams and the second was the joy of chocolate. I managed to lose weight during this period, which is really strange. I thought I would just, you know, tack it on. And honestly, I was willing to accept that. If I managed to put on five more kilos or something like that, and I managed just to, you know, keep my sanity and just enjoy the moments, then fine, I can deal with it later. But no, I actually managed to lose weight. Exercise and stuff like that. And so that was one of those real achievements was going through the chocolate and the ice creams on a daily basis. It was my, how do I put this? My reward. Yeah. Reward at the end of the day. You know, when you've just had one of those days and you just think this day can throw everything at me, bring it on. Because at the end of the day, I have in the freezer, a delicious chocolate coated with speckled with almonds, ice cream. Mm-hmm. And no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what it's throwing at you, you just go, you know what? I can take it. Bring it on. Because in a few short hours, it's going to be me and delicious heaven. And it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed crying. That's right. I... I well, got really invested in some pretty cheesy TV. going to be honest here for a second. I think this is a trust circle. We, we trust each other. You know how there's those television shows, the ones that you simply cannot wait to quote someone because it is just remarkable. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Oh my God, it is just remarkable. The way that the characters are able to descend into absolute despair is just remarkable. You you simply must watch it. Have you seen you know TV shows like that? Game of Thrones up to season seven is remarkable. Season eight don't don't bother those ones. Then there's the ones that you enjoy. Oh yeah, it's a bit of a laugh, things like that. And then there's the ones that you actually enjoy, but you do not tell anyone. It is my belief that during the year of 2021, it was those TV shows that were essential. Essential. They filled our lives with cheesy joy. You got to feel the highs, the lows, and the greatest of all feelings. You got to feel superior to the person that was on the television. Oh, we do love judgment. Whether you're judging who they are and you're criticizing what they're doing, whatever. For me, I got completely and utterly hooked on Australian MasterChef. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Here's the formula for those who haven't seen it. A bunch of bright-eyed hopefuls come through the front door. 15, 16, things like that. There are some charismatic judges waiting for them. There's a new season and there's, I actually feel as though they're the better judges. Side note, this is not brought to you by MasterChef. Um, Again, that would be cool. I'll make a note to call them. Anyway, they come in, they tell their life story, and then there's a bunch of ingredients that they have to cook. It sounds simple. It sounds like something which would be utterly boring and would not suck you in. Oh, but it sucked me in. Whether it was a Scottish accent of Jock, when he looked at you and he just liked whatever you're cooking, oh my God, it just every peer in my entire existence just manifests into that guy. And the joy of the meal being prepared. And they go places. They go to your childhood. They go to the memories. They go to the happiest times in your life. And they take you on that journey. And oh, I got completely and utterly sucked into it. So, come the weeknight, after a day of fun, I kick back, I open my ice cream. That's right. And chow down on that. Watch people cook. And then, the judgment. That meal was fantastic, and you were just well of a pride. And here's where the formula starts to really sink in, because you do get invested in the characters. Oh, you do. I did. I can't remember a single one of their names. That's a thing, though. I'm terrible with names. Great with faces. I now know that doesn't really work in an audio medium, but still, they were great people. Anyway... Watching them cook, and then one by one by one, of course, they you know, get voted off. Not voted off. Well, yeah, the judges vote them off. Oh, man. It was so good. Gripping right until the end. Absolutely and utterly gripping. Now, that's, <laughs> that's the show that I'm confessing to you now. I know you have your shows. I know you do, and I know that you're nodding right now, and that's awesome. You know why? Sometimes it's good to not be challenged. You simply must watch Breaking Bad. It is the greatest, dare I say it, theater on the television. You simply must. Fowder, you must. It is absolutely terrifyingly gripping. Homeland, you simply must. They can have a conversation on a park bench for five minutes, speaking nothing but code words, and you just get completely and utterly engrossed. You simply must watch it. Must. Well, they're great. But for me, it's the hamburger and fries, TV shows, that are the real saviors. There's two that I actually loved. One was called Ready, Steady, Joust. And I fell in love with this while on station um, at the CFA because it was a hot day and we'd often, you know, gather around and watch. Uh, we'd watch, you know, just shows while we're preparing, waiting for some sort of fire call to come in. And on the television was 
a guy wearing a ponytail when you really shouldn't wear a ponytail. One thing I discovered, ponytails were a bit of a thing uh, with that show and guys, and they would be talking about the jousting competition that was going to, you know, was, was going to appear, was going to come on. They were, they were jousters. It was a TV show about grown men jousting. By all means, Google it. It's real. And they would then joust, and then they would talk about the joust that they just jousted. It was hamming it up, you know, world wrestling style, stuff like that. And oh, 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 well, brothers and sisters, I got completely and utterly hooked into this thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Toby won. I'm not too sure. Again, me and names. The next one is a story of, and I love this. I forget the name of it, or I didn't know the name, but it was about the story of a bunch of people in the deep south of America finding catfish. And then they would weigh the catfish in a competition. It was absolute unbridled joy. It was the greatest of all competitions, and these guys and, 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 and girls and women, they would get together, stick their hands, you know, in, in muddy areas and reach for this catfish and then bang, pull it out. I'm not going to do an American accent. Uh, certainly not a deep South American accent. I just just cannot attempt. All right, what the hell? Um, it went a little like this. It was like, now, South, we're going to get ourselves a catfish. And I was in the water, and then I was, you know, reaching around, and I thought I'd just get that catfish there and, and pull it out. And sure enough, it was like up my arm. But damn, it was it was it was a heavy catfish, and I knew I'd win that competition. And Jeb, if he thinks he's going to win it, then he's got another thing coming. And then there'd be this other guy going, "Yeah, I've been on the catfish for about forty-five years, and I know as soon as I put that hand in the water whether it's going to be, you know, one of them catfish that is going to get me second place or third place or you know, first place." And I tell you right now, when I put that arm around my hand, I went, "I have this thing in the bag, just just in the bag." And pulled it out, and so big I can barely get it back on my truck. Hmm, that wasn't terrible. Big apologies to people listening down the deep, deep south. Um, I love your food, by the way, just just quietly. Anyway, and then they would they would get together. There'd be this room, this remote location, and it'd be a party atmosphere. And then they'd weigh them, and then you know one guy would would you know take his hat off and just you know brush it against himself and shake their hands, and one person would be the winner. And then the party would begin. They'd cook up the catfish. There'd be music. There'd be dancing. It's like, that's my kind of Valhalla. Wouldn't that be cool? Just the afterlife. Finding catfish. Partying in the evening. Rinse and repeat. I would love that. Except the bit where you find the catfish. You know what? Someone else could do that. Anyway, those were my favourite sort of three shows that I loved. That I really do believe got me through some deep emotional moments. By watching shows that weren't and deep and emotional. You know what? I'm going to disagree with myself there. They were deep and emotional. And getting back to the original point of why I mentioned this, I became emotional. Yes, during the final moments when, you know, they served up their meal, I think it was some sort of pasta thing, and you've got the, you know, the, the, the four judges this time because they've brought the expert on 
to you know to 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 talk about their signature dish something which they've been you know wanting to make for or it takes them weeks and weeks and weeks and years and months to to master and contestants you've got 4 hours and they they generate this thing and they serve it and they're all cutting it and then the chef looks up and just got that knowing grin on his face does the grin the nod of the head like yeah this tastes like pasta well done and then you know all the judges give their critique and there was a moment where they ask you know what does this mean for you and the contestant God, I really need to find out the contestant's name one sec just just, just gonna find out okay I found the name Justin was the guy that served it up and so they, they ask him about you know what it would mean for you if you didn't win and he said, oh, I'm going to party with the contestants. And then he just made it all about the other people, not about himself. And that's, I think, when I just broke down. It's like, this guy's so selfless. And he's, he's made pasta. He's served the pasta. He's put these little rose, not rose, um, flower petals on. Who puts flower petals on pasta? That's totally above and beyond. I've never put flower petals on pasta. And damn it, I need to up my game. I need to put flower petals on pasta because oof, I, 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 I double that. Oof, oof. Fantastic. And then he just goes all humble and stuff like that. And that's when, you know, I'm just crying with, well, not crying. I've got tears in my eyes. It's very similar to hay fever, you know, or swimming in a pool with a little too much chlorine. That was the, that was the tops. It wasn't, you know, tears running down my eyes, tissues everywhere. No, I was still eating my ice cream, I assume. But yeah, that was the emotional, the emotional sort of experience that I had. Now, those weren't all of the moments, the wonderful moments that I had during, you know, 2021. I had other ones. I experienced snow falling on my head. I've never experienced it before in my entire life. Now, those who are listening from, you know, Canada and other other places where it snows all the time, then they're looking at me like, what the hell? In Australia, you don't get snow in a lot of the locations. You just don't. So the uh, there are, there is snow in the northern part of Victoria and the southern part of New South Wales. And it falls during around July to August, that's it, and you need to get in the car and drive, you know, three or four hours up to experience it, and I was able to, you know, to do that, when you get there though, oh my god, is it beautiful, snow is beautiful anyway, it can turn anything just looking fantastic, but you already take the amazing majestic views that is of the Australian, um, not the outback, but the Australian bush, you've got the gum trees and things like that, these tall, grey, majestic gum trees, and now they're surrounded by snow. It is just spectacular. And when you've got the snow, just, just bear with me here, you've got that crisp smell of, of, you know, of snow in the air, coupled with a slight hint of eucalypt that you get from the eucalypt trees, and oh my god, is that amazing. 
it just is. It's a it's a fresh, lovely scent that just just makes everything awesome. Anyway, I was up at uh, the snowfields enjoying it, and but I've never experienced it from when it was actually snowing. Ever. It was always either bright, sunny, or stuff like that, or overcast, but but no snow. But this year, I got to feel the little pitter-patter of the snow falling down. And I'm not going to lie, I held my tongue out. Didn't get one on my tongue. You've always got to leave something for next year. But yeah, I experienced getting snowed on. And it is everything that I thought it would be. Now, again, granted, I don't need to go to work in this stuff. There's no such thing as traffic jams and stuff like that. But just that moment of just boyhood joy was just was just awesome. So, yeah, that was fantastic. I was able to manage and navigate the wonderful world of mechanical keyboards. This was another obsession that formed itself in 2021 with me, and I'm completely unapologetic, and I think I might save an episode, which is another one of those sleep tonics, for the wonderful world of mechanical keyboards. But let me tell you, just as a brief summary, I was able to navigate it, and now I... uh, I have this amazing typing experience with mechanical keyboards. Again, I'm going to save that for another sleep tonic because I've noticed that when I start to describe this to people, they fall asleep whilst listening. Sometimes they're driving a car and they start to fall asleep. So it's important that I, you know, I save this for the good stuff. So if you're having trouble falling asleep, that one's going to be great. So if you're not subscribed, make sure you get subscribed. I don't know why I'm talking like this because it's not YouTube. Um, it is a podcast and you've already subscribed. Why not like, subscribe, smash the bell, leave a comment, things like that. Actually, a rating would be nice if you could do that. That'd be cool. Anyway, so back to that. And I was also this year adopted by Magpies. No, not the football team. Uh, in Australia, the Australian Football League, there's different teams, and one of them's the Magpies, Collingwood, as it's called. Um, they are equally loved and hated by the uh, by all of the various uh, community. They are the most passionate side in Australia, and I don't go for the. You know, go for Collingwood. I go for the Western Bulldogs, the mighty, mighty Western Bulldogs. They are the greatest team, the Western Bulldogs, on earth, just not statistically. The Magpies have the most passionate supporter base on the planet. And I believe the government was researching into one of those potential, you know, green energy alternative things using the membership base the magpies to power melbourne with their passion and energy so they are just fantastic but anyway wasn't that it was actually uh, the uh, these two little magpies so while I, was, I used to work you know working away uh, in lockdown i got a visit one day from a couple of magpies and they just just popped in and they're like hey how you doing and they walk around and uh, anyway so i started to give them some cheese they love cheese i guess uh, my mum told me this they love cheese Oh, my mum installed. She had magpies that adopted her, and it went to another level. Oh, she was living on a farm, and they'd come down and visit, and she'd give them cheese, and then sort of just cluck at them like they're kind of, not quite like chickens, but still do a, a clucking noise. Anyway, those birds, well, they had a, an amazing connection, and even when uh, their little babies, which weren't so babies, you know, they could fly, but they still had their their um you know their little fuzzy fur and stuff like that they used to bring them down and show them off 
I think it was also just a cheap, easy meal. I think mum was the equivalent of getting takeout for magpies. I think it was. Anyway, so I had a couple of birds that would adopt me. And every now and then when I'm in the thick of it and things are going crazy, I would just hear this little tapping noise. They would knock their beaks on the uh, on the wood and just as if it's like, hello. And uh, I'd stop whatever I'm doing and take a moment and tell these guys about my day. Um, they looked like they cared, but not a lot. You know, okay, I'm here to, you know, fair exchange. I'm eating your cheese. Tell me a little bit about your day. But they're not overly invested. But that's okay. It's a simple exchange. I give them cheese and they'd take it and they'd fly away and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I was abducted, uh, abducted, adopted by magpies this year. 2021 for me was a mixed bag of events. Yeah, in Melbourne, we had the longest lockdown in the world and it resulted in a bit of a groundhog day. But I learned that, yes, it is hard, but damn it, I've got a great set of friends and I've got people that are really close to me and they really, really, really helped. And I know you do too. Everyone does. And... It's those people that surround you that fill your life with joy. And, and that happened with me, and the bond was never stronger. I did some cool things that I never thought I'd do. I did a cocktail-making class every Friday night. That was awesome. Laneway Learning. Um, not sure if it's still running, but there's other classes and stuff. But basically, yeah, you'd log on. Um, you'd, you'd pay, I think it was like, or something like that. They had a cool thing where if you, you could pay like a couple of bucks extra and that would go into a little pot or a kitty or reserved bit of, you know, an area. And if someone couldn't pay for the class, well, you'd sort of be paying for them. Yeah, I thought that was cool. So I'd always do that. Um, and so we had that and we would, um, yeah, we'd have cocktail making class and we would uh, enjoy that, learn to make cocktails. Oh, I have a great tip for you. Now, you're probably already asleep, but if not, then um, great. Here's a tip and it's going to blow your mind. Now, we learned of a thing called celery saccharin. Okay, celery, the most waste of time vegetable on the planet seriously I'd walk past that I'll go what is it good for and everyone that I talk to go oh no celery is great I use it on cheese on peanut butter and all that kind of stuff and so what they're really saying is it's just a texture you know it's nothing the taste is just terrible inside of the celery is a hidden gem and this is how you find it simple sentence of a recipe you can google it anywhere but let me tell you what it is by celery chop it up doesn't matter how much um grab one of those sticks and just finely chop it up you don't have to you know turn it to a, to a powder but you know just finely chop it up and then weigh it okay let's say whatever you chop up hypothetically weighs 500 grams then what you want to do is get the equal amount of that in sugar so 500 grams of sugar get yourself one of those little pasta jars we learned that pasta jars were really really cool and if you don't have a cocktail shaker one of those long pasta jars with some ice in it does the job. How cool is that? So you get the celery and you you put the um you put the celery and the sugar in the pasta jar. Then you shake it up like crazy. 
so you know sugar contacts all over the uh, all over the celery and then you leave it alone for about three hours just leave it alone don't have to put it in a fridge just put it on a shelf whatever and then the sugar is going to extract the celery out of there and it's going to form this kind of green goo doesn't look that great yet look like green green goo really now you obviously pour that out get rid of the husky sort of celery stuff that's left over that's that's useless and that green goo is one of the ingredients that goes in cocktails and oh my god it is amazing simple cocktail to demonstrate um i think it's called i think it's like a sour 15 ml of lemon juice, 15 ml of the celery saccharin. Then you want to do about 40 ml of gin, and you can go 30 or 60, whatever your taste is, and about 20 ml of this thing called simple syrup. Now, all that simple syrup is, um, is 50% water to sugar. So let's say you use one cup of sugar, then one cup of water. Again, I use another one of those little pasta jar things, shake the crap out of it, and it turns into a syrup. Simple syrup. That's it. So, you get the simple syrup, and you get the uh, the uh, the gin, and the, the, the celery saccharin, and the lemon, and you put it together in a thing with ice, shake the crap out of it until it's nice and frosty. You pour that out, and it will blow your mind. It even works without the gin. It's just a delicious fruit drink. It really is. Something happens, and I enjoy when we have friends over and stuff, and we have parties. Um, and even for the young ones, you, know, you obviously don't have the gin, but you just give it to them, and you watch their eyes, and they taste this, because it's such a subtle flavor, but it's there. It's kind of like the bass player in a band, let's be honest. But without the bass player, something's missing. And it tastes fantastic. So if there's one thing, one taste, that would be the signature taste of 2021, it would be celery saccharin. I love it. So that's me. There's plenty more to talk about, but I think I'll pepper that during the other episodes. But yeah, 2021 was an interesting year. But I always try to see, well, you know, what's the positive? What was the good thing that happened? Because there was plenty, plenty of good things. Anyway, thanks for listening. I hope you had a really great time listening to this podcast in your comfy place. Cheers.